Hey, you busy? Mm-mm. Okay, let me run something past you real quick. I have been introduced to another side of life that I just want to invite you to. Because the one thing I'm not about to do is have a party. It be stellar, elite grandbabies throughout. You understand? And then not say anything to you. Can I say something to you? The sole purpose of having these conversations with you uh, is not only to just spill my tea and tell my business and or share anything that I've been inspired by. It's more so because I believe what the Bible says. I believe that when you are free, you are free indeed. And there are too many people outside of a prison that are living what appears to be a free life. But if you were to open up the doors of their heart to their mind, to their emotions, they are very much inmates, very much so. And so when I find anything that unlocks another layer of wisdom, which in turn unlocks whatever shackle that may have been on you that you may or may not have been aware of, it is almost second nature for me to run to the phone, call you as fast as I can, and share it. I want to talk about something that is understood, but it has a negative connotation. I'm going to say it, and then whatever emotion that you have now, once I say it, I want you to kind of like, you know, parking lot it real quick, put a little thumbtack on the situation. And then at the end, I want you to revisit if you still feel that way. The phrase or the statement or the topic of discussion is going to be God's timing. Now, prior to having this conversation with you, God's timing has meant, oh, I'm not getting it now, or it, it had a overall negative connotation to it. It felt very much like, you wanted something, you were excited, you didn't get it. So the slap on Band-Aid answer is, you know, maybe it's not God's timing. You know, not yet. God, God, you know, he has it all worked out or what have you. But if you're honest, if not, I'm going to be honest. God's timing, although I understood it, it was never really digested or filtered through me as a positive thing. It almost was something that it was almost properly said after a disappointment oh that relationship didn't work out well maybe it wasn't God's timing oh that job didn't whatever oh you know God 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 knows what he's doing and maybe it wasn't God's timing and so it always was something that was a disappointment followed up with well something in regards to God's timing so in essence I never computed God's timing to be something that was exciting I never computed God's timing to be something that was customizable just for me I never saw it as oh my gosh he's taking his time to create you know the thanksgiving that is all my favorite foods i'm talking about the main dish the side dishes the little bit of dessert that i like in between after like everything that i love he is customizing and that's why he's taking this amount of time and that's why I, 
it's not he's not satisfied with this the drive-through version of my life even though that may be more appealing to me because it's now it's instant but we don't serve an instant God and so sometimes we got to stop taking him as a microwave God and understand that just because he's not microwavable doesn't mean you get to hover over his timing and that maybe God's timing is something that you need to readjust in your mind like I am practical. I've always told you that. And so when I hear God's timing, it's like, okay, so what that sounds like is don't be disappointed, (laughs) uh, God's timing, but you're not telling me what to do in the meantime. You're not telling me how to view that in the meantime. So if you don't direct practically how I'm supposed to apply this phrase of God's timing, then I'm going to unconsciously put a negative connotation to it. Allow me to introduce you to the other side of God's timing. I have learned to appreciate God's timing. I'm very careful about using words that people usually, you know, throw around or what have you, because I don't want anything to sound like it's cookie cutter. I have learned to appreciate God's timing. What do you mean you learn to appreciate it? Let me explain something to you. When I look back over my life, not to sound like somebody's old um, mother on the usher board with the big hat, I literally see the times that I'm like, God, I've seen your hand. I have seen your hand. I seen your hand when in that situation I didn't think it was going to work out. In that situation where I thought I wanted that, I'm so glad you didn't answer that. I'm so glad. You know what? If that didn't happen, then I wouldn't have felt brave enough to do that, that, and that. I can see the catalyst of the things that got me the blessings now. But God had to go back in time and do something in me at that time, create some circumstances in that time that will go ahead and produce what we now like to just call me. It was God's timing. But I am... I love the fact that you can look in the past and see that, but I'm more appreciative of seeing it now in real time. Being a front row observer of the theater of my life and watching how God is calculating and doing the things. See, the beauty of being in attendance in my own theater of my life is not only do I get to see how the performance comes out just in real time with the rest of the audience, but I also see the admin work, the pressure, the the practice, the, the, the training, everything else that goes behind the scenes that no one truly appreciates. Like no one is in the audience saying, man, they must have practiced umpteen amount of times. You know what? She must have sung that song and and had some honey and did whatever she needed to do to hit that note. No one is seeing that in the audience, but being that I have the backstage pass, I appreciate God's timing. I'm going to tell you where this came from. My husband and I are in the process of building a home. And the home, we had one particular closing date, and it's a new build, so it's a new construction. And, you know, I, prior to this process, I'm a very timely person in that if you tell me something, I'm going to create a plan around what you told me. So when they gave me my closing date, I was like, okay, so now I'm going around looking for coupons and, you know, okay, all right, so that's around this particular sale. So we'll be able to take advantage of that. And and then I'm going to calculate and do blah, 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 be able to save up, put that away for the fence. And And so I'm going into turbo mode in the planning realm, you understand? And one thing that I felt whispered, my homegirl said it to me, but then I also felt God tell it to me. He said, 
even if it doesn't go according to your plan, can you just trust mine? I was like, okay. Um, <laughs> never heard you say that so clear and abrupt to me, but mm, I think I see what you're doing here. But the true beauty of it is that uh, prior to actually getting the home and, and closing and, and, and doing all of, not closing, I'm um, going under contract and doing all of that. There were some prerequisites that had to take place, right? My husband and I, in the beginning of the year was like, listen, you know, we always try to, to do a trajectory of what we want our year to look like. And so we went out and was like, okay, we're believing in God for a house. And we said what year we would go ahead and believe that for. And so we was applying our faith and it was about maybe it was two two and a half years down the line. And I'm like, okay, so we went ahead and did that. Okay, so I'm, I'm going ahead again. I, I just told you, you give me something, I'm going to start planning towards what we agreed upon. So for the two year, I'm like, all right, we need to save that. Put that down. I made a house account. You know, like I'm, I'm doing the good grandbaby planning. You understand? And then in just happenstance having a conversation one day I was like well can we start looking at some other areas because I really don't want to buy in this area that we currently rent at right and so my husband was like eh, because it was always an agreement that we would stay in our particular county but I'm like mm, how you say in English I don't like it <laughs> uh, I don't want to grow roots here at all like this yeah, I have some disdain towards the county. And so, yeah, like, no, thank you. And so husband agreed, you know, all right, let's just start looking at other areas. Just, you know, just looking. In looking, I was like, man, I love this neighborhood. Do you like this neighborhood? And he was like, yeah, it's pretty cool. Now, up until this time, we have not found anything that looked remotely like what we would want to put our, our dollars to. Like y'all asking for that, but with that square footage, you asking for that. But in that neighborhood, so at this point, it was like looking, eh, what's it going to do? It's not going to hurt anything because we have yet to be impressed, right? But went ahead and started looking through some homes, and we, I was like, I ain't going to hold you. <laughs> Out of all the years we were kind of like browsing, I like this one. Do you like this one? And he was like, yeah. We went from just discussing something, perusing, to eh, let's get on the waiting list. Let's see what happens to getting bumped up to places because the people before us had either their contract fell through or repeat that name of Jesus, or they were under contract somewhere else or one girl, she was getting married. And so she wanted to give her funds more of a focal point for her wedding than the house and made perfect sense. That's fine. But we went from being number three on the list to being number one on the list to getting the lot with that was the biggest in the subdivision to closing in or, or getting under contract rather in a matter of two months right and so I'm like oh, okay he's like yeah so when you count it out it's going to take about four months are y'all okay with that from to start to completion I'm like cool and so when it was delayed I remembered God telling me now if it doesn't go according to your plan just trust mine and I was like okay got you I heard you and so today we get a phone call and the guy says, I just wanted to give you an update on what's going on because we chose to build at a time that everything feels like it's scarce, right? And so he was like, all right, so here's where we're at. 
you got the concrete slab pour and this, that, and the third for your foundation. And so he's leading us on what the framing is going to look like and what that time frame is going to look like and what the true holdup was. And then he said, you know, you guys bought at a really good time because the rest of the homes that uh, we're pretty much going to be selling, they're going to be inventory homes. So the people who are on the waiting list currently, they're not going to be able to choose the floor plan that they want they won't be able to customize the inside of the home and it's just because at this point we're having to try to hurry up and we lost a lot of time waiting on some things so at this point we have to build to what we have and for the first time in a very long time I stopped and I said my gosh God's timing I know in Galatians 5 I know in Galatians it says and, I, and I'm paraphrasing at this point, but if you do not faint not, if you do not give up, that you would get exactly what you've been walking in faith in, is my interpretation, in due season. And I immediately just felt this overwhelming gratitude of like, God, I no longer want to treat my wait time like I'm in the waiting room of a hospital. I'm no longer going to treat it that way. I'm going to do it more practical. Well, I already know what's good. I'm going to make it more nostalgic. I'm going to make it where it seems like I'm in the living room of my favorite place or my favorite person cooking Thanksgiving. And I can smell it. <laughs> I know that you know that it's Thanksgiving, okay? You ain't forget. I'm going to stop looking at the clock. I'm going to stop looking at all of that because I know that what you're about to serve me is timeless, what you are about to do for my family and my bloodline, I can never put a, a time frame or a pressure on. What you are about to do for my career, for my finances, for my health, for my marriage, for my children, what you are about to do for the things that are in my heart, I dare not press you. And so what I'm going to start doing is appreciating your timing. It literally just took my husband and I sitting down and saying, what do we want to see from God in the next year or two and how can we prepare this year for the things that we're believing for God for the years to come for us to just be in agreement oh Amos 3 3 how can two walk together unless they agree so we got into agreement in something and it's something about when one or two are gathered it's almost like it's in a bible it's almost about when one or two are gathered he's in the midst and anything that they ask he will give it to them it's almost like Jesus said that one time it's almost like agreement has a superpower that when you get with God and or if you don't have anybody the Holy Spirit get with him okay and you touch and agree and say God I'm believing and you go ahead and just say what's in your heart I promise you, God promises you that what comes to pass, you will never, ever, ever be able to detail it the way that you think you can. I promise you. It is something that is mind-blowing to me right now. Watching how God literally, he is a man that he shall not lie. I'm reading this Bible with a different posture. I'm walking this walk, this life with a different walk. There is something about knowing if God said it, it's, it's on its way. I'm not even, listen, at this point, God's word is Amazon Prime. Even if it's a little delay 
delayed from what I expect. It's always been consistent. Even if it doesn't arrive, the time frame that it says, I know that he's going to keep me updated. But when it arrives, no one ever opens up the package and says, man, this took a real long time. Nobody ever opens up the package and says, you know what? That extra two, three days wasn't worth it. And so at this point in my life, what I'm not going to do is feel like every time that something is delayed, that is actually computed as a denial. That is not what's happening in our lives. God is not making you go through something and, and, and purposely looking at you feeling sad and going, uh-huh, she thought it was going to come on Thursday and it's actually going to get there on Sunday. It's a reason for that delay because what you have to understand is it's not all about you, right? Everything that's happening is not all about you. God has a bigger role than just serving what you want. He is actually trying to do maybe two birds in one stone, maybe when it looks like, you know what, if she's praying for that, then I know that that aligns with what somebody's saying over here. And so at this point, you have to understand that it is bigger than you. It is a bigger plan. God is a big God, and it doesn't just fall down to just meeting your need. And I know that giving you all the examples in the world probably won't do it, but I'm going to go ahead and take a stab at it. I'm, I'm Just real quick, because I was brainstorming some stuff, and I said, I know it's not just my life. And, and there are some biblical examples of it. Elizabeth and Mary. God had to literally make two impossible, two impossible pregnancies happen at the same time. Do you understand how difficult that was? Not only two impossible pregnancies, but two impossible pregnancies to two women who are outside of the age of getting pregnant and then having to tell their significant others to be on board with this impossible pregnancy. Elizabeth got pregnant, okay, and that was happening over there while the angel went to to Hezekiah and said, hey, uh, Elizabeth, your wife, yeah, she's pregnant. And because Hezekiah didn't touch and agree with what the angel said, uh, the angel had to mute Hezekiah for Elizabeth's entire pregnancy because John was too great of a pregnancy for it to be competing with any doubt because John was going to lead the way for Jesus. And so then when Mary's over there getting ready to get married, she's just in fiance mode, the Holy Spirit goes ahead and impregnate her the angel comes to her and say, hey, you're pregnant. And at the same time, had to go ahead and tell Joseph in his dream, hey, uh, Mary's pregnant real quick. And so now Joseph is like, man, I'm about to slide because I don't want to embarrass Shorty. She's, you know, she's a good look. So, and the angel had to come back and was like, nah, don't slide, bro. Uh, I need you to stay with her because um, she's carrying something that's the Messiah of the world. So this assignment is too big of an assignment for her to do this alone. I need two people that I know that I can trust with, with the assignment. Oh, and that's a matter of fact, don't touch her. That's the reason why I let her get pregnant with Jesus is because I knew that I can trust these two people to do it God's way. Hmm? That's the word right there. You talk about God's timing to the elemental P. That is God's timing to the elemental P. The spies in Rahab. You, it, listen, it's no such thing as coincidence. You mean to tell me by the time that the spies went ahead and did what they did, God was able to go ahead and give Rahab the wisdom to say, hey, you can stay in my house and then hide them and do all that. And then, by the way, when y'all come back here and destroy all this, um, can you make sure that you save my family and everybody in this home? They were like, cool, but you know what? You're going to have to put something outside your window to remind us because once we get the sword slaying, <laughs> we're not going to remember this conversation. We're just going to be in slay mode. So I need you to go ahead and do what you need to do. Put that scarf outside of the window, ma'am, so we know everybody in this house is good money cash money records you understand okay great but the timing of that God's timing of that 
Joseph's entire alignment from the time that his brothers put him in the pit to the time that he was over there in the palace. That entire process was God's timing. You mean to tell me, how is it that everywhere that he went, every level that he was on, it just so happened that God gave him excellence, that he was superior over whomever? Like, it just so happens that once Potiphar's wife lied on him, then she, you know, went ahead and told her husband what she told him, and then he goes to jail, but jail is where he actually goes ahead and and, and rescues um, the, the baker and the chef. It's like the way that that was aligned, you like, yo, God, your timing is impeccable. You talk about impeccable timing. What about Moses? You mean to tell me that his mother gives birth, okay, just in enough time for two midwives to hear from God enough to say, we're not going to kill this baby, but more so for her to go ahead once she couldn't hide him anymore to put him in the river, the now river, to go ahead and strategically align to boop, bump into to Pharaoh's daughter while she washing up? How, how does she control the winds and, and the waves and however that may have, you know, changed the trajectory of where he would have went? What if Buddy would have just went into somebody's embankment and been like, y'all hear some crying over there five days later? <laughs> like, that baby's eating up, sir, okay? It's a lot happening in there, okay? The timing of God. Those are just examples to shift your mindset on how you see God's timing. It's not this thing that's just slapped on because something didn't happen and now you're disappointed, but cheer up, take this little ice cream comb as you cry. It is bigger. It is it's more grandiose than what you think. It is something that is so powerful. God's mythology does not change. And I know that we want to go ahead and create a, he's an on-time God. Come on. Yes, he is. Oh, he may not. Oh, you want him? You, we made a whole song about it, right? But it's not about that. It's not about him being an on-time God. He's an in-season, due-season God. At the right time, God, not on time. Because on whose time? Yours? Well, I mean, we can say it's his timing, but it's when everything is ready. I don't care how hungry you are. I've never seen a grandmother pull out the macaroni and cheese because, you know what, let me hurry up because you're you saying you're hungry for the 18th time. No, you wait. Because the time that I put on the front end for this meal is going to last you a couple of days. The, the the timing that I put on the front front end of this meal is going to feed a couple of people. Not only, it's not just about filling your stomach, it's about filling your heart. It's about giving you memories. It's about giving you something to even say that something was nostalgic, that it tastes like, that it reminded you like, that you know what Thanksgiving is my favorite holiday because, and you just can't really describe it, but all you remember as a child is that it was just dope to be around family and eat until you couldn't eat anymore. That's the first time they told you, uh-uh, move from there. They was like, you want more? See, your eyes bigger than your stomach. And so when you're creating all that, it's bigger than the meal being ready on time. It's about going ahead and satisfying several different things for several different people for years to come. It's about filling you in a way that you can never fill yourself with any kind of fast food. Do you understand that? The main thing that came up was, you know what? We can go ahead and think about all the different examples I gave, the Elizabeth and Mary, the spies and Rahab, I mean, Pharaoh's daughter and Moses, and Joseph's whole situation. But the one that is detailed to the elemental P on God's timing is the widow in 1 Kings 17. You know, I read in the NLT version. Let's just go ahead. Now, Elijah, who was from Teshbi in Gilead, 
told King Ahab, as surely as the Lord, the God of Israel lives, the God I serve, there will be no dew or rain during the next few years until I give the word Two, Then the Lord said to Elijah three, go to the east and hide by Kareth Brook near where it enters the Jordan River Four, drink from the brook and eat what the ravens bring you for I have commanded them to bring you food. Oh, perfect timing, guys. Shouts out, because I just made a promise. <laughs> I said something a couple of verses ago you're going to have to uh, do something with, because, yeah, I, I, I was kind of bold in the spirit real quick. Five. So Elijah did as the Lord told him and camped beside Kareth Brook, east of the Jordan. Six. The ravens brought him bread and meat each morning and evening, and he drank from the brook. Seven. But after a while, the brook dried up, for there was no rainfall anywhere in the land pause you ever feel like you spoke too soon <laughs> you ever felt like you was real excited about something or you was you felt like you know but in the spirit in the name of Jesus and you said some stuff but you really didn't give it enough time to realize how it was going to impact you mm. yeah I think at this very moment if I was Elijah I would have been like ah I should have put a few things in a mason jar real quick before I said that but the dope thing about God is that he will allocate and co-sign the things that you have said just to show uh, <laughs> how powerful he is, not only in your life, but to other people. Because what good would it have been for Buddy to say, it won't rain until I say so. And by the time he even put the punctuation mark on the end of his sentence, people was like, oh, that thunderstorm came out of nowhere, didn't it? Embarrassing. <laughs> bruh, bruh, put, get, mm-mm. Hide in your hoodie, bruh. Hide in your cloth, sir. I don't, is there a donkey you can hide behind? Because, like, ooh. But the way that God operates is that if you step out boldly, he'll co-sign it magnificently. Do you understand that? Yeah, that's just the kind of God we serve. But we're not ready for that conversation because we're not even in that realm of being that kind of grandbaby just yet. We're still in the realm of feeling our way through to God. Maybe you should just go ahead and do a thing and then declare in the name of Jesus this is going to happen and just watch God boldly back you. Let that mean to you what it needs to mean to you. Eight. Then the Lord said to Elijah, nine, go and live in the village of Zephyrath near the city of Sidon. I have instructed a widow there to feed you. 10. So he went to Zapareth. As he arrived at the gates of the village, he saw a widow gathering sticks and he asked her, would you please bring me a little cup, a little water in the cup? 11. As she was going to get it, he called to her, bring me a bite of bread too. Hold on, pause. Elijah, I mean, like, seriously, bro, like, Continental, what did you see the sign that she was open for service? Like, I'm sorry. Okay, I digress. 12. But she said, I swear by the Lord your God that I don't have a single piece of bread in the house. And I have only a handful of flour left in the jar and a little cooking oil in the bottom of the jug. I was just gathering a few sticks to cook this last meal, and then my son and I will die. You read that name of Jesus. 13. But Elijah said to her, Don't be afraid. Go ahead and do just what you've uh, said, but make a little bread for me first. Then use what's left to prepare a meal for yourself and your son. Pause. God, I need you to go ahead and anoint that woman. Give her two more uh, extra scoops of awesomeness uh, because I don't know too many women uh, that could have met a stranger 
and him say and she told him what her circumstance was and buddy was like oh okay well put me first and then whatever's left over you know you and your um son can eat who you talking to who you elijah Ooh, the way this bible would have read different if she was from new york um <laughs> ooh, god bless her yeah god bless her i'm 14 for this is what the lord the god of israel says there will always be flour and olive oil left in your containers until the time when the Lord sends rain and the crops grow again. 15. So she did as Elijah said, and she and Elijah and her family continued to eat for many days. 16. There was always enough flour and olive oil left in the containers just as the Lord had promised through Elijah. What are you saying to me? There was always enough flour and olive oil left in the containers, just as the Lord had promised through Elijah. What are you saying to me? There was always enough flour and olive oil left in the containers, just as the Lord had promised through Elijah. Here you are thinking that, God, if you can just bless me with one more meal, God, if you can just help me just go ahead and just do this one little thing. Here you are asking silently in your heart for something so small, and God is trying to do something huge in your life. God is trying to make it where you will never have to pray about food again. You will never have to pray about finances again. If you truly are obedient in this season, and you understand what he's trying to do, and the thing that he's trying to doing your life you go ahead and do it practically apply it to your life walk in faith walk in obedience whatever God promised through somebody else is going to happen to you do you understand that it took for Elijah to say to some folk it's not going to rain no more for Elijah to happen to be in a situation where he needs some water for God to say you know what this is the perfect alignment this is God's perfect timing because what you need somebody else is in lack so let me go ahead and put two together so that when you speak a thing, it will be done. And so when Elijah spoke in one instance and said it wasn't going to be no rain, he then spoke in another instance, you will never have to worry about food and bread ever again. Go ahead and create something for me and to create the rest for your kids. So he spoke two things and two things happened, but God fulfilled once one need one way. Do you get that? Here you are crying about something that you don't even understand. God is already working on it, mama. It's okay. I'm sure the same time that the brook dried up for Elisha, the same thing was happening with the widow. And so now as Elijah is navigating down to this widow, she just is getting enough stick and enough whatever to go ahead and cook the bread and do whatever. Here you think you just, God is just doing enough to get you by. God is just doing you enough to just go ahead and get that one more meal. Go ahead and pay that one more bill. Go ahead and have that one little outing. Go ahead and just one more time. But God is not a one-time, one-only kind of God. He's a when I bless you one time, it's going to have a ripple effect. You remember that conversation we had? A ripple effect throughout your life. Throughout your life. It's bigger than saving your son because you can't hide him anymore, Moses' mom. I'm trying to save the person that's going to lead the first group of Israelites. This man is too, it is too much promise on this man for my timing not to be perfect. The Bible says that he will supply all your need. That means that God can bless one area, one thing, one prayer, and it changed the whole trajectory of where you thought you were going. 
come on, I need you to hear that. <laughs> I need you to absolutely feel that deep down in the soul. I need you to actually go ahead and just stop and say, you know what? I've seen it before in my past. I've seen it in other people's lives in front of me and around me. I've seen it in the Bible. Wherever you need to pull it from, I just need you to understand and give a whole different lens to the term God's timing. Freedom comes from not only trusting God's timing, but appreciating it. Thank you, God. Thank you, God, that you just had me kind of mosey around into a neighborhood. Just kind of, ooh, this is pretty. Ooh, maybe one day with the two and a half year mark that we set to get a house, maybe we can come back and do A, B, and C. And then have it that my two and a half year mark, you actually had me under contract within two and a half months. Like, who else can do that? I'm getting ready to cry in the name of Jesus. I'm trying to be a gangster. But, like, it's like, God, you don't even understand. At that point, listen, literally, you know what pushed us out? You know what pushed us out to start looking earlier? Because it doesn't make logical sense to start looking at something two and a half years before you actually do it. You know what actually did it? We had a, 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 a septic issue. That was making the house stink. And we didn't know where it was coming from, but actually a pipe broke and did something kind of like ridiculous that my husband had to go ahead and search. And then once we put two and two together, we were like, oh, so that's where the gnats is coming from. We were like, yo, bro, how many fruit flies? We're not even buying fruit. Like, what is going on? And so something uncomfortable had to happen for God to go ahead and push me somewhere for me to start looking and dreaming bigger for two to get together, my husband and I, to agree to actually say, you know what? This will be dope for God to say, you know what? You putting off two and a half years, what I can do in two and a half months. I appreciate your timing. I appreciate God's timing because in that time I learned that it's not just the area of housing. It's the area of career. While you're waiting on God to go ahead and open up another door, understand that he's not just trying to give you another job What's the sense of just cutting and pasting? That's not the life that he wants you to live. You know what? I don't like it here, so I'm going to go over here, whether it's the pay, whether it's the whatever. But at this point, God is trying to solve and manifest and bring to pass the meaning and the things that you have in your heart. God doesn't just want you to get that phone call to say, when can you start? you like, yesterday, because you want to get out of there. He wants you to take your time. Whatever means something to you, make sure that it is what you desire for it to be in this next location. And don't you dare jump ship until it looks like it is truly of God. Does company culture mean a lot to you? Find out how that is at this other location. Go to Glassdoor, look up the reviews, do all that you have to do. Ask them questions that are provoking to tell you more about the company culture. You know, how do you guys celebrate, you know, the workers that work hard? How do you guys handle failure? Is there like a system where you your write-ups are, you know, more intact than what they need to be? Like there are you can Google some questions that will really shine a light on what is your company's culture? What means a lot to you? Do you does work life balance mean a lot to you you need to be asking those questions this next stop I need you to understand that this next stop can't look like a cut and paste it can't look like anything else from your past it can't because you are the 67th book of the bible and everybody's not reading the bible but somebody's certainly paying attention to your life and so what it needs to read is wow God moved and did a miraculous thing when we read about this widow we're like yo 
God truly, he remembered her. Like that was kind of dope. But what you don't understand is that God didn't give us a whole Bible of 66 books just for us to read and say, oh, look what he did before. The Bible says that he is the same. He's the same. So if he did it then, he's going to do it again. And he can do, if he did it in her life, he can do it in yours. So this financial situation, stop praying for just enough to meet your need for this one bill or this one month or, the, or this one season. Ask God, say, you know what? I want this to be rock bottom, God. I don't ever want to get here again. So whatever financial wisdom I need to go ahead and get before you give me this next blessing, I pray that I never feel this low again. I will never live a life that my means are more than the income that I bring. I'm going to learn a whole new habit that's going to bring on a generational wealth to my entire bloodline to come, starting with me. You need to start looking at it different. No, he's just not looking for you to have company. He wants you to have covering under Christ, under the husband he wants you to have, under the wife that he wants you to cover. There's certain things that you're praying on that it's, it's too temporal. Pray a bigger prayer. Pray a prayer that looks like when I pray this now, I'm going to see the fruits of it from years and generations to come. That's truly God's timing. No more drive-through blessings. Oh, thank God I was scared about that. Who last week? Oh, oh, thank God. And you oh, thank God in your whole way through. That's a boring book to read. That's a book of all suspense, no plot twists, no. Like, who wants to watch that movie? Like, so this is just a continual book of scare, jump scare, scare, jump scare, scare, jump scare. Who, who's going? That is not a box office thriller at all. It's not going to get the, the reviews you think, ma'am, sir, okay? The way that God orchestrates the thing, the ending looks like, oh, my goodness. Yo, who is the director? <laughs> because he is bestseller.com, sir. Do you understand that? It's bigger than what you think, mama. I promise you it is, sir. It's bigger than what you think. It's bigger than what you feel. That woman felt like I'm just, I'm gathering enough just to go ahead and, and it's about to be a wrap. Really? Is that how small you think God, God sees you? God thinks of you? No. <laughs> no, it, not at all. And I think we need to apply that to our lives. So what's my challenge to you? I'm so glad you asked. Start looking at God's timing differently, which means that you have to start looking at your situation differently. Are you treating delays like they're true denials? Are you treating temporary seasons like they're permanent fixtures in your life? Are you treating that no like it was the absolutely not and just not realizing that you just didn't put the T at the end of that no. That human no just means a spiritual not yet. That's it. That's what that means. Change your posture. But that's only changed when you change your mind. Your mind is only changed when you see things differently. And you see things differently when you close your eyes. Because you're never ever going to be able to see what God wants you to see by what's in front of you. You got to see it from a spiritual lens. Do you understand that? I pray that every piece of this conversation reminds you, encourages you. I pray that it lights a fire underneath you. I pray that it goes ahead and just fans your flame of faith again. I pray that it stirs up something in you that you was like, that's exactly what I needed. Because sometimes, you know, juices, when they sit there too long, you got to go ahead and you got to shake it up so that everything that was inside of it can go ahead and mix up and be what God intended for it to be, for it 
for God to give what it intended to taste like, all the things. I just need you to go ahead and just make this your G-check and say, you know what, I was tripping, I ain't going to hold you. Because <laughs> I was definitely looking through my land crafters, okay? And um, whether I wear glasses or not, I do understand that um, I'm seeing it wrong. Yeah. Yeah, and that's the first step of God going ahead and saying, there you go. Now let's go ahead and do something together. <laughs> let, 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 let's create this box office thriller. You understand? Let's, I'm talking about let's go ahead and write one. Of, I mean, this going to be the one for the books. You understand? Like, they going to be looking like, you you going to make an addendum to the Bible because this need to be in there, sir? Like, you understand? But listen, um, I feel like you got what you needed. Okay, you know what these conversations are. They are life-provoking conversations, conversations that not everybody's going to have with you, but who your favorite homegirl, okay? You already know what it is. But listen, I need to go ahead and handle some BI, NGO, okay? And we will talk later because guess what? I know your number, so as long as you pay your bill, <laughs> I'll be calling it, okay? I'll talk to you later. Later. <laughs>